lot of Dua Lipa when I was in uh, Mexico. Oh. Mexico! <laughs> Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the Well, this is the podcast, oh, okay. so. <laughs> We're on the podcast. We're on the podcast, so you uh, can save it for now. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, we also, uh, we went, to, speaking of Adula Lipa. Um, Dula Peep. Dula Peep. Um, I went to, we went to a um, uh, uh, ice cream store. <laughs> uh, and a ki- ice cream, what? <laughs> we went to a, 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 a ice cream store. Ice cream store. It was an ice cream shop. This is um, a math problem from a textbook in middle, middle school. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> there were seven cones <laughs> and only five of us. Who... Chris and his friends are out at the ice cream parlor today. <laughs> I was. Uh, and Dua Lipa was playing. What color were their shirts? <laughs> Always pink. Because it's gay. Gay, gay, gay. They, they, so at first I was like, those two little twinks look like gay boys um, in this little coffee shop. And so the three of them were speaking. Wait, now it's not a coffee shop? I thought it was I'm an sorry. ice cream parlor. <laughs> it's still an ice cream parlor. The story parlor. keeps there changing. Is, there was coffee, too. It was a coffee shop slash ice cream store, which was a weird combo, in my opinion, but whatever. Hey, they um, like coffee ice cream. Yeah, they do. You're right. <laughs> they just heat up the ice cream. <laughs> like, ooh, here's your service. coffee. <laughs> mm, it's very thick. <laughs> just, mmm, creamy. <laughs> but it's like... Creamy. <laughs> um, like you have to break the seal of phlegm in your phlegm. throat. It's say. very creamy. Creamy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then I was like looking at these gays, and then like I heard the the Dua Lipa playing. And I'm like, okay, here's a Dua Lipa. Then Dua Lipa right after that, and then another Dua Lipa song. So they had, and then a fourth Dua Lipa song. <laughs> was it? What is that? Touch tones? Touch tunes? Like the jukebox that you can control. Oh no! I think the, someone had their Spotify linked up. <laughs> oh, they were working there. Oh yeah, they were working there. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had, they were working there. There were two gays working were just at a corner table, mm, just playing Duelipa on the little Duelipa, <laughs> saying this is the move. No, this is the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was, uh, just... and you were like, "Hot soy gay, <laughs> yo soy gay." <laughs> Soy Eat gay, um, uh, sex. I don't know, I didn't even know how to ask. Do you no. want? Do you want sex? Yo, yo, ting, tien, tingo? Tu quieres yes. sex? Para mi? Donde estas mi pantalones? Donde estas mi penis? Can right you, here. Can you... Come get it. Can And then they called the police. And they were like, get out. <laughs> and they're like, we speak, we speak English, English. Get out of I our. I don't want you in here get, anymore. Get out of our freaking ice cream parlor. You fucking <laughs> maniac. Yeah, that, that really happened. Uh, that's how I ended I up that story. in prison. <laughs> um, yeah, there was just like a lot of Dua Lipa playing. So Dua Lipa was the moment when we were in uh, Cabo. Cabo St. Lucas. We were Cabo St. Lucas. We were in uh, actually Cabo San. Jose. Cabo San Jose. Sant. I didn't say Sant. I did. Oh. Cabo San Jose. San Jose. San Jose. <laughs> Stupid. Tell, we were at the podcast now, so you can tell me about oh, it. Oh, I can tell uh, you all about it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, very tiring. I definitely should have taken today off of work. Uh, but at first I was like, What time ah. did you come home last night? I got, the flight landed at 3.15. I got back to the house around 4.15-ish. 
Um, is it Pacific Standard? Uh, no, it's Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was only an hour behind. Um, but yeah, the I traveled basically all day because my friends had uh, their flight was at nine fifteen, but my flight wasn't until like eleven thirty. So I had to like sit in the airport for like two hours. You got before... drunk at the airport? No. I couldn't because there was no places that were really open at that point. It's a very small airport. Um, mm. But there was like very little places open. There was a pizza place open. And so I had direct to Houston? Yeah. Oh. So I had a pizza place. I had pizza at uh, 9.30 in the morning. Oh. It was delicious. <laughs> I would have pizza at 9.30 in the morning. Anyway. I did it. Yeah. I did it. Uh, I figured I was like, okay, I've had breakfast pizza before quite often. So why not just have it? It's my vacation. Have dinner pizza for breakfast. <laughs> exactly. What? Was it scrambled eggs on a pizza? No, it, it was, was dinner pizza. Pepperoni pizza. <laughs> yeah, it was normal dinner pizza for breakfast. So instead of breakfast for dinner, you had dinner for breakfast. Mm, I did. The the uh, cornerstone of one night stands and hungover people everywhere. <laughs> dinner for breakfast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's four a.m. We just fucked. You want some food? Dinner. <laughs> dinner. Tacos <laughs> from the fridge that I got a week ago. <laughs> Gross. Cold frozen pizza <laughs> mm. that was cooked when it was frozen, and now it is in the refrigerator. <laughs> I cooked a frozen pizza and then froze it again. Now you can eat that. Yes. <laughs> you got the cheese all melty, but it's all frozen again, so just eat that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, gross. Um, yeah, so the I learned how to surf. That was pretty exciting. What? Yeah, it, it was very difficult. I'm not good at it. I have no balance. I don't so, have any balance either. Yeah, it was, and I had so little balance that, like, while you're like laying on the board and like doing the paddling, I you fell off. I couldn't stay up on it, so I wasn't even standing on it, and I fell off. So yeah, that's how little balance I have. Uh, might also be um, core strength. I don't have that. He told me that I need to do push-ups, and I was like, I do push-ups. <laughs> yeah, just do a couple push-ups. He was like, do fifty push-ups a day, and I was like, I typically do a hundred. But I didn't tell him that. I was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Uh, uh, and then we went uh, scuba diving in the other city that we went. So we went to a place called Cerritos Beach, which was um, north of Cabo, uh, northwest of Cabo. And then we went to La Paz, which was north of Cabo. Um, and in La Paz, we went scuba diving because apparently you can go scuba diving as long as you don't go under 10 meters, which is about 33 feet. Um, you can go scuba diving without being certified. Which is really cool. So I went. But you have a, a a tank. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not snorkeling. Yeah, it's like you're like, what? I thought you were gonna go thirty feet snorkeling. But when you were telling me about it before, I was like, he's gonna pass away. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna pass away. <laughs> I told some people about it, and and they were like. He can't go. There's going to be sharks. And I was like, no, sh- he's fine. <laughs> Just let it happen. No, there's another problem that I'm worried about. <laughs> the whole drowning thing. <laughs> Fingers crossed, girls. Hey, I actually did really well on scuba diving the first time Damn. that we went. Uh, we went underwater and then, like, they had to... The way they explained it was like, okay, well, you're, we're going to go into the shallows and we're going to, like, do a little bit of exercises with, like, breathing with, like, uh, whatnot. We went 20 feet underneath the water. And he was like, okay, now take your mask off and, like, take your little little respirator out and then try and find it. And, like, this is how you do this. And I was like, this is not the shallows. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, full ass underwater. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get to the top <laughs> in just, time. It's just like, <laughs> but I did really well. 
Uh, it, I panicked a little bit the first time, but I did it. Um, and then what else did we do? We walked around a lot. We did a lot of sightseeing. And it was really fun. Uh, and then we went back to Cabo. And oh, the one of the girls on the trip had food poisoning when we went scuba diving the first time. So we went a second time. Let's scuba diving a second time, which was really cool. And in, I'm glad we did it in Cabo because when we did it in La Paz, there was not too much marine life. There was a little bit, and it was a lot of fun. But there was a shit ton of marine life whenever we went in Cabo. It was really pretty. Starfish. Uh, we saw a lot of starfish in uh, La Paz. There was a lot of different types of starfish. But in Cabo, there was not as many starfish. Fish. There was a lot of fish, yeah. Saw an octopus. <gasps> That's pretty cool. <gasps> in the ocean? Yeah. Not on the land. Uh, how genuine you... question <laughs> genuine question answer yeah, please answer <laughs> when like... did you see an octopus on the land uh on the internet today <laughs> he's just walking on the land mm-hmm. oh. yeah this was underwater oh, okay that's where octop- that's where i would expect to see them that's where octopi live so anyway that's where i would expect to see yeah it, uh, uh-huh. yes <laughs> good um yeah i'm glad yeah and then uh, we did surfing a second time in Cabo. And by we, I mean they did surfing a second time in Cabo. Because you were embarrassed about the push-ups. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of them. My chest is really sore. Uh, that also might just be from the heart attack, too. But that's mm. that was just scuba diving situation. Oh, I thought uh, it was a stroke. Half your face is just... <laughs> just stupid. Um, yeah, whenever they went surfing a second time, uh, the, the, the water in Cabo um, was much more um violent turbulent. yes turbulent violent uh than it was in la paz so they were attempting to surf and it would just like <laughs> they were Wash like them on shore. yes um this water probably from about here to the tv not very far what's that 10 feet uh at most you would go from being like water at your ankles to water up to your neck in like that amount of space oh so it's a cliff it was basically a cliff and they were like this is a beginner's beach how so, is this a beginner's beach for <laughs> When the tide goes out, mm-hmm. is there a cliff? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the tide really didn't ever go out. I think it just comes in. <laughs> um, That's not how water works. <laughs> yeah, it does. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's what we, we, uh, we did a tequila tasting. That was cool. Um, bought a lot what did of- it taste like? Uh, tequila. Oh, yeah. No way. There were actually really like different types of tequila, and I bought a mango tequila that honestly tastes so good that I could just like sip it and like not add anything to it. And they were actually the guy was actually like, "This is a mixing sangrias or sangria a mixing, mixing tequila. tequila that you can add to like sangrias and stuff like that, um, or you add to um, mixed drinks and whatnot." And he was like. And what I would actually do is buy this other tequila as well and just add it to it. So he's like, add more tequila to this tequila. Hey, could you put a shot of liquor yeah. in my liquor? So basically the equivalent, the the comparative equivalent would be like uh, Deep Eddie's, where it's like sweetened and has flavor in it. Um, Putting that with taco vodka. Yeah. And then there was also a uh, chocolate tequila that was really tasty. Oh. It was really I don't good. Like creamy liquor. Oh, it was good. It was good. It was really tasty. So, and then there was a coffee one as well. And so they, uh, the people that I was with, got two of those as well. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and that's how we wrapped up our our trip on uh, yesterday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We just woke up and drove to the airport and spent the entire time at the airport. Wow. 
Anyways, it was a great trip. How was your weekend? I know that we haven't seen each other in, uh, what, a week? <laughs> let me tell you. I had a lot of developments this week. Oh. Uh... Well, let me start. Okay. We went to the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. Mm-hmm. The water was hot. Uh-huh. It was not, that was not great. It felt like warm bath water. Mm, warmer. <laughs> warmer than warm bath water. It was boiling. Yes, it was on fire. It was the, 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 how the ocean was on fire, the, the lake Gulf was also on fire. This is the eye of fire in the Gulf of Mexico, but it was the lake. Yes. <laughs> um, it's so sad that we just laugh about that trauma to us. It's like, yeah, the world is on, the literal water is on fire in our. You get water on fire. You light water on fire, yeah. Uh, and we just laugh about it. It's all we can do is just joke about the, the terrible trauma. Yeah. Oh, finish your supper. Oh, I'm finishing my juice supper. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cleanse. <laughs> so that was nice. We had a relaxing time. Um, and then we left. And then the car broke mm-hmm. um, at the flea market in Cleveland. So we spent two and a half hours at the flea market in Cleveland Just on the 4th around. of July. Ooh. Hot. Uh-huh. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Well, it but, was raining a lot here, wasn't it? Um, yes, it luckily did not rain on us. Okay. Um, but also, I mean, the 4th of July, I guess, is a big banner day at the flea market because mm. it was popping. <laughs> There's a lot of people here and no one's wearing masks. Nobody was wearing, well, there was a couple of people wearing masks, but for the most part, it was nobody wearing masks. Uh, livestock. Oh. Chickens, goats, Oh, pigs, just dogs. walking around or they were in cages? Most, for the most part, in cages, but they were also walking around. <laughs> Um, lots of poppets on sale, so that was a, a poppers. <laughs> the FDA is banning those. No poppets. Oh, it's poppets. A, it's poppets. a toy for children. Oh my bad. Um, my bad. Poppets yeah, are toys for children. <laughs> no, no they're not. <laughs> when did that come about? Uh, popper. I have no idea. I just I, saw something about. I just saw it recently today. as well. Coming back from uh, from Cabo, I was like, what oh, the fuck is this? Because uh, I didn't get on Twitter for like eight days. Isn't that crazy? It was a cleanse. I was on the gut for four, but I haven't been on Twitter for eight days. So crazy. Look at how just random that is. You are like, you are detoxing. Yeah, You're definitely. really cleansing. She's here. Detox? Yeah. Come Coming on at out. you with the slovers? Yeah, she's got, her ass is out too. Oh, Come on, it's, detox. It's just, she walks in, the ass is still coming through the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. No, she walks in ass first. Oh, yeah. So there's just an ass in the room. Ass, 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 ass. Oh, hey, detox. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, queen. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. No. It was not fun at all. It doesn't all. sound it fun. It was not fun. And uh, knowing you, you're probably like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. No. <laughs> in those cases, it's not anger. It's panic. Okay. But also, I'm uh, like, I have to um, not frighten two other people. people. Yeah. <laughs> so, come on, let's go get a taco. Everything fun. We're having fun. We're having great time. <laughs> also, you can't bring um, a family and a dog in a in a uh, what do you call those tow trucks? Mm-hmm. So we had to call my parents. Oh, like, hey, what are you guys up to? <laughs> Want to come hang out with us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's fun. Oh. Well, what what happened? What was wrong with the car? Did we find out? Yeah, the alternator broke. Ah, oh, mine did that on my car, too. While you were driving? Yeah. That's it was stupid. scary. Yeah. Because the whole electrical board went out. While you were driving? Yeah. Mm. I don't like that. 
Yeah, well, me neither. You know? <laughs> me, I don't me really, care. I don't really like it either. Uh, oh no! Oh, that was on your car or Thomas's? Thomas's. Mm. It's scary. Our our four door car. Mm. The one that is uh, applicable for people, a family. <laughs> so, what were the developments? Did I miss that? Well, that's one. Oh. <laughs> There's. Well, there's really two. Hold on, let's go down the laundry list. (laughs) There's really two, Mm -hmm. but one of them I'm counting. Um, I've recently had more time this week. Okay. Because um, summer is time for camps, right? Mm -hmm. So so there's summer camps going on. Are there the people that you're The people are in summer camps, yeah. They're here or at a camp? No, here. Oh, But they go during the day. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, Oh, shit. I got got time to do stuff. I can hang out. We're just hanging out, just having a great time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so there's that. Uh-huh. Um, we are a fully recognized foster home. Oh yay! That's so exciting. I have to hang ugly posters. In yeah, my, in my hallway. Okay, and that's, that's why what the, the developments office. were. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I walked in and I was just like, uh, "Those are just <laughs> looks like a break room." <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And I have to keep them up uh-huh. until everything's said and done. Yeah. That's okay. They're fucking ugly. It's okay. <laughs> and I have the same one in English can, and Spanish. You could put them on the, the windows instead. No. No. They all have to be in the same place. Oh. That's the same place. Why would I want to put those ugly fucking things on the window? Just because. Just for fun. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, look at my up. window decor. <laughs> Ombudsman. <laughs> I've never is, heard of this word before. Is this OSHA? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then I've started a fitness journey. Oh, how's this fitness journey? What Explain to me what this fitness journey I'm is. I'm going to the gym. Uh-huh. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. I, I've been doing f- f- fairly well for what I assume. Uh-huh. I've never been to the gym before. Yeah, I don't know how to do the gym. I go and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm doing something. I got a water bottle. Oh my god! So I'm You're doing it out right. Water too. Uh, yeah. Wow! Look mm-hmm. at you. I'm 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 the move. I'm the moment. Oh my god! Not this. Not this. Yes. This. <laughs> yes. This is happening. Well, congratulations! It's so exciting. We've got uh, two major developments: a fitness journey. We've got uh, posters. <laughs> Yeah. I'm changing the decor scheme in here. I would like to make it look like a daycare. Oh, yes. Perfect. I'm thinking colored across all over the floor. Uh, Banners on on the the ceiling. Can you paint dinosaurs? Yes. Dinosaurs everywhere? Okay. Uh, But I want want themed rooms. So this is not the numbers. This is not the dinosaurs. Okay. Numbers across. And they're like all turned in weird different Mm -hmm. uh, ways. And they all have arms and they're like holding Mm -hmm. hands. And then some of them are mad and some of them are happy. Except seven. Fuck seven. Fuck seven. Seven. You know why? Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine's ass. Mm-hmm. That's gay. <laughs> gay. Gay, That's gay, gay, gay. I love that. Mm-hmm. Gay, gay, gay. Mm-hmm. Hi, gay. No, it's more like, bye, gay. She is the moment. Oh, my God. Say it one more time. Hi, gay. Hi, gay. She is the moment. She <laughs> is the moment. Um, You know who else is the moment? <laughs> no. Our sponsor, Baked Bones. Ooh, Baked Bones. Uh, hold on, let me pull. Oh, 
I love how you uh, just dangled the carrot in front of all of our faces and then just yanked it away. Well, let me tell you about this moment, okay? A recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels in over a decade. <laughs> While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably already know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety that we may have passed on to our dogs? Baked Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakeBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% now uh, using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Baked Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your dog bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? You can pop on down to Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights and off of South Congress Street in Austin. Baked bones. Woof. Ugh. So great. What a moment. I know. What a movement. <laughs> Just a movement moment. The move. All the things. Where Literally. Where did you even get that from? You just... <laughs> Tracy. Oh. Tracy Martell. Well, she's talking about something and she's like, guys, she's like thinking about... Um, doing a concert and she's like I sometimes I just I'll turn to my band and I'll say hey guys is this really the move tonight because we could get out of here <laughs> do we really want to perform tonight let's just leave let's just go <laughs> could you imagine if she like had a show and just like no I don't want to do this the people would riot uh, yeah <laughs> the people would riot because if you're going to see a Tracy Martell show you're there to see Tracy Martell the Tracy Martell mm-hmm. Who, uh, in fact, now has a show that's going to be touring with a Miss Katya Zamlochkova. Mm-hmm. Kat- Katya and uh, uh, Tracy will be doing a live uh, uh, tour, which I'm very excited about that. So, how was your supper? Take- it was good. Oh, good. Still hungry. I love that you ate on the podcast like some sort of heathen. I'm on a fitness journey, so I would never. <laughs> but we eat on the podcast. We just eat alcohol instead. Oh, I just smell it. You're just wafting. Ooh, that's very grapefruity. <laughs> mm. Ooh, where did that go? Ooh. Sorry, I'm a little stuffed up. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, that's my nose. I'm, excuse me. <laughs> you actually put it up your nose. So. <laughs> okay. We're good. That happened while I was scuba diving, too. The second time that we went in Cabo, after I was already good at doing it from La Paz, um, we went underwater, and she was like, okay, do your mask thing. And I did it, and, like, water just shot right up my nose, and I was like, I can't breathe. And so, like, I started to go up to the top so I could, like, choke it out, essentially. And she was like, she just pulled me back down and just, like, just breathe. So I'm like, like, what? I can't get this stuff out of my nose, but I survived. What does the thing cover? It's just, like, all this? 
Your respirator is here, and then you have a mask. And the nose is in the mask. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is it, right? This is the moment. <laughs> That's the move. Stupid. Love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Um, what are you doing? Nothing. Um, anyways. <laughs> it smelled like natural gas for a second. No. Oh, okay, we're good. We use fake gas here. Fake <laughs> It's not real. We use synthetic gas. It's not real. Um, well, do you want to talk about some spoopy things? I do want to talk about spoopy things. Oh. Uh, Who went first last time? I think it was me. Okay, so then I go first? I think so. Oh, perfect. That means I get to scare you. Uh, Sinkholes. No, that's a good one. I was trying to, I was going to do it today, but Thomas said that we already did it. We didn't do sinkholes. I didn't think so either. And I didn't choose it. No, you did. You the natural disaster that you did was the the sun burning then, everything. Yes, yes, and the big hole in in <clears throat> Russia, the gates of hell. When did you do that? Relatively recently. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't remember that. Not two years ago. Well, so don't remember it. Anyways, um, it happens every year. <laughs> Hurricane season starts or ends, and I get to talk about another hurricane to scare Spencer. Hurricane I season. Hate hurricanes. What? I hate hurricanes. I love them. Uh, hurricane season did already start this year, but I am talking about it now because we've already gotten nonstop rain here in Houston. Apparently, uh, my Uber driver could not stop talking about it on my way back from the airport. He was like, "Oh my god, it was raining cats and dogs." He said that like seven times. I'm like, "Say cats and dogs one more time." And I'm going to just barrel roll out of this fucking Uber. He was, he was like, it's raining pigeons and raccoons. And you were like, you're safe this time, you're buddy. <laughs> you got away safe this time. Next time, I hope you're so lucky. And then those, we went over like several bayous, obviously, because we're in Houston. They're and very full. They, that's what he was like. Look how full that is. You should have seen it this morning. Blah, blah, blah. Is he 90,000 years old? No, he was, he was a young um, gay that played a lot of Jesus music. And I was like... Ugh. 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 Yeah, it was a lot, and he like had it like really loud too. And I was like, yeah. I don't like that. We've uh, I've been taking people to a camp, uh -huh. but it's a bit Jesusy. Um, and so they're like, they they'll come out and they'll be like, uh, Spencer, did you know <laughs> that Jesus died for our sins? And I'm like, oh, honey, yeah. Oh, honey. Sure do. <laughs> I did know that. that that's a. I I did know that. And they're like, you know, if you believe in Jesus, you get to go to heaven. Mm. And I'm like, not you know just that. <laughs> there is a plenty of other religions. There's, a, there's others that you can choose from, too. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'll go to drop them off and pick them up. And it'll just be like, yeah, he saved me. His love, us, I love his love. Washed over me, and now I see. And then I just turn up levitating. I really I'm that. levitating. You, moonlight. Yeah. yeah, did Jesus do that? Did he levitate? No. Okay. And, Shut up like, and let me play Dula Peep. I'm levitating because of love. Not Jesus' love. Classic. Levitating because of butt plugs. Mm, that's a good one. Um, 
Yeah, so with nonstop rain here. There's also Hurricane Elsa that apparently went through uh, Florida recently. Uh, I saw a uh, Instagram of someone went to a drag brunch in Key West just before Elsa was supposed to make landfall. Um, and people in Florida are fucking stupid. Yeah, but the their um, the the drag queens there were dressed, dressed as, as Elsa, Elsa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and playing Frozen things. And I was like, Chester's. I love <laughs> drag queens being like. Fuck it, we gonna die. We gonna die anyways. Might as well try and make some coin while I'm doing it. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it because I'll be dead. But whatever. I will bequeath it. Bequeath. Bequeath. It, Queen Bequeathas here? Oh. Okay. Queen Latifah is actually a lesbian. <gasps> Wait, is she Did a... we know? No, I did not We know. did not know. We no. do know now. Oh. She, uh... Did she recently come came out? Well, she's been seeing or and or slash married to a woman for some time and it was just how did no one know in the view of the public i read all secret i've read all about it i've read all about it in our agenda oh have you been to the meetings recently Mm -mm. the gay agenda meetings i was at a new thing i was out of the country remember i was Uh, on vacation i was on vacation i gotta catch you up yeah we gotta we get a lot developments yeah (laughs) Mustaches? Mm. They're out. They're out. Finally. Oh, finally. After mm-hmm. all this time. Mm-hmm. Some men do look better with mustaches. And I'm like... Hmm. We're just doing chin curtains now. Oh, stop. <laughs> thin, just thin, pencil, thin <laughs> chin, chin curtains. No. Cut incredibly <laughs> short. You use a zero guard all over the face and then a one guard. Just one guard. For the chin curtain. Oh, no. And then you have to and then shave you fill with the it in. Yes. And then you little, fill it in with pencil. eyebrow pencils. And then you do eyebrow pencils up here, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shave uh-huh. your eyebrows, eyebrow pencils up. Yes. Very angry eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very angry. Like drag queen angry. Almost like um, divine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Then hairlines back. We're shaving like the front part of your, your hair. But leave it like stubbly uh-huh so that it looks like your hair starts back here but you're beginning new growth yes new growth of just like random hairs that are just right up here mm-hmm. but a lot of them uh if you, you don't have them make dots we make jokes about this but uh some gen z hairstyles that i see out there right now and i'm like yeah what's happening mullets like people don't even do the fade apparently anymore like right here people just cut cut it off cut it entirely off and just like all the way around and i'm like you look like a fryer mom. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't. I don't shave the middle and the top, bro. The you thing, want to look like an idiot. The thing about youth culture is, I don't. Understand I don't understand it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm blossoming into my 30s soon. There you go. And um, I'm gonna start saying these kids. These kids these days. <laughs> oh, these kids these days, and they're um. <laughs> Fetty Wop? Who? <laughs> these kids these days and they're... Wasn't uh, Fetty Wop something that was popular when we were in college? Uh, probably three or four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> these kids and their um, post-weedies? Post-Malone-weedies? Post-Malone's. Yeah. Post-Malone's. Um, I can't get into it. I just can't. <laughs> I Listen, I wear my fanny pack one arm at a time, just like they do. Wait, they yeah, they put it around here, don't yeah, they? That's what I do now. Oh, do you? You I'm, feel so cool. I do. I and you're like, I'm not gonna carry a purse, instead I'm gonna carry a fanny pack. I wear it to a the cross. Gym. <laughs> <laughs> you were so gay. Listen, I'm not gonna run a locker. 
Why would I do that? I just have my fanny pack and I could be like, ooh. How else will I have my lip gloss on me at all times? Look at me doing these curls. I got my five pound weights and I'm just like, mm. And then if I get sweaty, powder. Ooh, oh, I'm so Everywhere. sweaty. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah. Over powder. And like, In the <laughs> mid to late 2000s, Clinique had a makeup called Workout Makeup. That was makeup that was designed to be worn while you worked out. It was a cream foundation and a compact that you apply to the face that is humidity proof. But I do have to say that there are um, plenty of people that I see that go to the gym that are not... Beat. They're not there to really work out. <laughs> oh. I go to the YMCA and <laughs> nobody's there for cruise. Well, I don't know. Maybe. For cruising at the YMCA? Absolutely. Downtown? Yes. Absolutely. That's actually one of the... One of the places that I've seen the most, but uh, I'm not talking about cruising. I meant the the ladies. Sometimes they go there with their faces just like fully done. All I see is uh, young professional gentlemen and well, probably gay people. They're <laughs> probably they're probably it. gay people and elderly women. Uh-huh. Elderly, elderly, elderly women. women. Okay, mm-hmm. and elderly men. Yeah, El- a lot of elder people, and yeah. then people. Most of them walk around age, naked. I don't go to the locker room. Oh, I don't mean the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> right through the basketball courts. <laughs> They're like, they wave at everybody. Hey. Hey. Good game. <laughs> How's it hanging? And they're like, oh. <laughs> Excessively low. <laughs> it's hanging a lot. How's it hanging? A lot. It's just a lot. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, okay, so. How do we get here? <laughs> hurricanes. We're talking about hurricanes. Uh, so I was listing off, this is just one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> listing yeah. off different things. You only have two sentences, right? Because that's all we're going to get through. I but it had been raining here a lot, apparently. Hurricane Elsa. And then apparently there was a tropical depression that went through Cabo literally the day before we got there. Like, just went. And then, yeah, like, you're the depression that uh, came. I am depressed, okay? <laughs> but the depression then went up to La Paz, which is where we went like three days after that. So, like, it was, it just followed us. Following that depression. Yeah, we were just, we, I guess we were following the depression, yeah. Um, so, all this activity got me thinking, wow. We're really getting to the height. Wow. wow. We're really getting into the height of hurricane season, aren't we? Also, little no little unknown fact, uh Hurricane Elsa was the um earliest recorded. The third third name storm in the month of June, uh which is the highest on record that we had name storms in the month of June. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyways. So, uh since we're in the height of hurricane season, let's talk about it. No. No. So, uh, this time... This one is my worst. This is the one I hate the most. Uh-huh. I hate... It, besides you. I could... Oh. Well, I could have talked about flooding instead. One and two are the same. Yeah. Kind of, sometimes. So, you're going to talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the the flooding didn't have to do with the hurricane. But I'm not actually talking about a hurricane. Oh. I'm talking about a cyclone. Which is taking us across the globe. Oh. So Here we go to Southern Asia. To India, yeah. Um, so what is the difference between a hurricane and a cyclone? Where it is. 
There, yeah, just where it is. There isn't a difference. Hurricanes are in the North Atlantic and the Northeast Pacific, and then in the uh, Northwest and South Pacific in Asia and Indian Ocean, they're called cyclones. So the the two different areas in the southern hemisphere they do rotate the other direction due to the coriolis effect uh which is just the way that air particles or water particles move in the air do the toilets flush a different way in australia uh the answer is both yes and no but it's not because of the coriolis effect it's just the way the toilets are made everything's a lie <laughs> it is a lie so basically everything all the jokes that you got from uh cartoons when you were younger that everything flushed differently the toilets flushed differently in australia is yeah, not but, true but when they're walking upside down on the earth does anything fall out of their pockets because the earth is flat well flat earthers don't believe that australia exists really mm-hmm. you didn't know that who are the people where they, where are the people they think it's all just like a fake and it's like actors just people acting. Yeah, diving into Flat Earth Twitter was um, a, mis- a well, massive mistake. <laughs> Eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Enlightening. The fact that people believed it. And it's uh, not shocking to me after the past year and a half of people in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. How dense can you be to believe I've never seen anywhere else? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Or even the people who have traveled and they don't think it exists. How'd you get there? I I just, I don't get it. I can't figure it out. And Do I'm, we need to send them to space and look down? Or even go out into the ocean on a ship. You can literally see the curvature of the earth from a fucking flat, like, water. I don't know. I just can't. Ugh. I can't. But anyways. I'm um, not doing it. I'm not doing I am not. Um... So cyclones are generally stronger than hurricanes. Did you know that? I did not know that. Hmm. I thought that hurricanes were stronger. I would think that hurricanes would be stronger because the water is warmer. Mm-hmm. So the there are warm waters in the other side of the Pacific. It's very similar to our Atlantic yeah. Ocean over here. But I would figure like the Gulf, <clears throat> like that's warm fucking yeah, water. Yeah, I, I don't think that this really compared the Gulf over uh, like the oh, it's just cyclones. Talking Atlantic it's Ocean. just talking about Atlantic storms. Yeah. Oh, okay, because Pacific I think is warmer than Atlantic. Over on that side, yeah, probably it could be because it it, it the Pacific on the other side does get pretty shallow up like towards the South China Sea, Sea of Bengal, like. Uh, those areas are large bodies of water that are similar to the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, that's it's just not like a like a, a circle with just an opening. Correct, exactly. And so there, that, that's relatively um, shallow as you get over to like Indonesia and China and Thailand, and then on the other side of like the Bay of Bengal. But also, like that area is. I mean, if it's going to go over an island here, it's going over tiny islands. Mm-hmm. Over there, it's going over big islands. Or, or lots of tiny islands. Lots of tiny islands, yeah, exactly. I See, if they're going over islands here, they're, they're probably going over more islands than more compact islands than they would over in the Pacific for small islands. Because the small islands over in the Pacific are little hot spots that are just like out randomly, while the um, Caribbean, motion, uh, Caribbean Sea and whatnot, they have bigger islands that are yeah. all close together. One thing like Philippines and Indonesia. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But then that's all shallow water still, so could still be sucking up some... some Would be suck, suck to be on one of those small islands oh, absolutely. during a cyclone. Oh, yeah. Like, just one of those random islands out there? I feel like the whole thing would go underwater. Mm-hmm. 
Especially if it's a strong one. Some of these surges are like 30 feet. All of it gone. <laughs> there was a, a one that went through the Maldives at some point. Um, Maldives is like totally almost underwater. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, like government it, is like buying land in Fiji. To be like, for, please. To send the people to, to be like, because we don't have any. We have we no have more no land, land and it's leaving. <laughs> Especially as, you know, no one cares about climate change. So the ice caps keep melting. They're like, we need to send these people somewhere. <laughs> And I mean, it's a country. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's like one weird situation. Yeah, you know, We're another a full weird... country that can't live on the land that we live on. Yeah, well, that's also similar to like the capital of Indonesia is just sinking, like rapidly. And so they bought, they made a new capital, and they're like moving everything out of that capital to just let the the old capital sink. Jakarta. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just sinking. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I read that. It's like sinking at like two or three inches a year, like rapidly. It's too heavy and it's like right on the coast. So they're like, uh, yeah, we need to not do this. Because like <laughs> millions of people live there. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And all the heavy buildings. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so cyclones are generally stronger than hurricanes uh, due to warmer waters and then open conditions. So uh, that lead to stronger development. So I think it's no just, mountains, no mountains, just very open bays. Uh, it goes right into um, flat, <laughs> water-prone areas. Uh, so in comes the 1970 uh, Bola cyclone. Bola. Bola. B H O L A. Bola. How would you say that? Bola. 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 Um, Bola. So. <coughs> Bola. Excuse me. The remnants of tropical storm Nora from the West Pacific. Nora. Nora. Yes, bitch. Uh, which had lasted for two days in the South China Sea moved west over the Man- Malay Peninsula on no- November 5th of 1970. The remnants of the system contributed to the development of a new depression in the central Bay of Bengal on the morning of no- November 8th. So it was over here, south of China, went over Vietnam, Thailand. Laos, yeah, Malaysia. Thai. And then there was a little bit of remainders that went all the way into the Bay of Bengal. And like, so you've got India that's like this big V and then goes over to the rest. And it was like smack dab in the middle of Bay of Bengal. Well, while it was there. That water's warm. Yes. Um, while it was there, it got very slow. Very, very, very slow. Uh, the storm system moved extremely slowly and inched northward with a, within a day. Uh, the And within a day, the India Meteorological Department upgraded to a cyclonic storm. Um, no country in the region had ever named a tropical never had ever named tropical cyclones during this time, so there was no identity that was given. What to time it. of the year is it? Uh, November. Did I say that? Yeah, November eighth. Uh, yeah, because that's equatorial. So yeah, I guess they're not. I guess it's a rainy season. Same yeah. the mon- monsoon season. Yeah, and that's technically in the southern hemisphere, isn't it? No, it's both. It's like right on the equator. Yeah, kind of. So I guess November is free game. All year round is free game. It's more, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know the cyclone. So they don't season. name the storms in India. No. Or they didn't at the time. Huh. In the seventies, yes. Yeah. What is cyclone season? The season officially started on November 1st of 2020 and officially ended on April 30th of 2021. So basically the reverse of ours. Mm. However, a tropical cyclone could form at any time between July 1st, 2020 and June 30th of 2021 and would count towards the season's total. Huh. So basically before 
Year round. Yeah, it's just constantly. <laughs> um, Fitness journey. Mm, drink your water. <laughs> Get us dehydrated. <laughs> uh, so. The storm moved so slowly that for two days it was mostly stationary. Uh, and we personally saw that with Hurricane Harvey because we know that that's no bueno. When a storm is just sitting there and they're like, let me eat all this uh, warm water. Uh, then it goes from a category one to a category four in 12 hours and everyone freaks the fuck out. Um, so the storm. Literally. Literally. So the storm further intensified into a severe cyclonic storm on November 11th. They don't grade them? No. Well. Kind of. They just have two grades. Yeah. Cyclonic storm and severe. I don't know how they grade their storms. Um, I they think, probably do it differently now. I think now they do they now, yeah. Um, grade of cyclones. Uh, I just opened it, but you can get me another one just in case. Grade seven. Grade of cyclones. No, no, that comes in categories now. National Hurricane Center and Central Pacific Hurricane Center. Yeah, that I think they use the uh, sat. What's it called? The Sapphire Simpson, Sapphire, Sapphire, Sapphire Simpson Hurricane. Vegeta. Uh, no. But are you having a black cherry? Did that wrong. That's so black cherry. <laughs> They're both black cherry. Um, anyways, yeah, so the storm further intensified into a uh, severe cyclonic storm on November 11th and then began to turn towards the northeast as it approached the uh, head of the bay. Uh, it developed a clear eye and reached its peak intensity later that day with a three minute sustained 115 <laughs> mile an hour winds for three minutes, uh, one minute sustained winds of 150 miles per hour. So that would be a category four hurricane. Um, the cyclone made landfall on uh, the East Pakistan coastline during the evening of November 12th. It used to, it's Bangladesh now. <clears throat> Around the same time as a local high tide. Once over, which is not good. <laughs> no. Because the water's already high. The water's already high. Um, so once over land, the system began to weaken and the storm degraded to a cyclonic storm on November 13th when it was uh, about 62 miles south, southeast of Agar uh, Agartala. I don't know where that is. I just felt that. A G A R T A L A, Agartala, 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 Agartala. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so the storm then rapidly weakened into a remnant low over southern Assam that evening. Um, there is question as to how much of the information about the cyclone said to have been received by India weather authorities was transmitted to East Pakistan authorities because the Indian and East Pakistani weather services may not have shared information due to the Indo-Pakistani friction at the time. Still now. <laughs> mm. uh, a large part of the population was reportedly taken by surprise by the storm, and there were indications that the storm warning system that existed in East Pakistan was not properly used, which probably cost tens of thousands of lives. I would say hundreds of thousands of lives. Um, the Pakistan Meteorological Department issued a report calling for danger preparedness. Like, hey, <laughs> something might happen. Hey, guys. Watch out. Watch out. You never know what's going to happen. But they only issued it in the coastal regions. And they only issued it on 
the day of November 12th, which is when the storm made landfall. But also, I think at that time, it would probably be difficult to reach out to all those people. Yeah. And unless you're ready to listen to the radio. And even so now, these areas are not just easily reached. People yeah. don't probably still don't have radios, don't have televisions. I mean, the, the communication in that area is probably advanced to radio and mm. local television. Maybe. I mean, they're small farming and fishing villages. so yeah. And they're not on the TV all day <clears throat> watching it. They're no. out working. Working, exactly. Or not even listening to the radio. So if you're not listening to the radio when they just issued a warning. And we're not talking Dua Lipa. No, like we're not. News radio. News radio, exactly. Um, let's get physical. Um Anyways. I guess it should be more Australasian-centered. Are they listening to Dua Lipa? Uh, Every, I assume everyone is. I only actually ever heard about Dua Lipa when I visited Australia. So that was yes. when I first heard her. And I was like, oh my God. Who, Worldwide Dua superstar Lipa? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Du- I mean, sorry, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, yes. From, what's she from? Albania? Albania. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's worldwide, honey. Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Mrs. Worldwide. Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> And Mr. Worldwide, Collide. Pitbull, and Dula Pete. Mm-hmm. Except I guess she wouldn't be Mrs. She'd be Miss. A stellar duo, nonetheless. <laughs> yep. Um, so the storm, as the storm neared the coast, they uh, gave out a great danger signal, which was broadcast on Pakistan radio. Um, survivors later said that that meant little to them, uh, but that they had recognized, be- because they had recognized what? But they. What did I write? They Trash. Garbage. Oh, so they said a great. Apparently, the, I don't know what they used for different levels uh, of actual danger signals, but like they had danger preparedness and then great danger signal, and then apparently there was something higher above that that was called like number one warning signal that they hadn't ever given, and they were like, yeah, we only like pay attention whenever they give us a number one warning signal, uh, as that represented the greatest possible threat, and it's like what <laughs> yeah so basically they were just like yeah i don't care unless it's like really bad <laughs> and <Love> then that <laughs> otherwise i don't i don't really care uh so following two previously destructive cyclones on october uh, in october of 1960 which killed at least 1600 people in east pakistan the pakistani government contacted the american government for assistance in developing a system to avert the future disasters Gordon Dunn, who was the director of the National Hurricane Center at the time, carried out a detailed study and submitted his report in 1961. However, in a shocking turn of events, the government did not carry out all of the recommendations that Dunn had listed. Oh my god, I'm shocked. Surprise, surprise. Pretends to be shocked. <laughs> no. No, no. So like yeah. Like this weird grasping of the throat that's mm-hmm. like, ah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... It just, we heard this whenever we talked about the Galveston, um, the Great Galveston Hurricane as well. That is like, there's so many people who could have, whose lives could have been saved. Uh, just... I mean, yes, precisely. Because people before were just like, there's a bad storm a coming. Mm, yeah. And then they're just like, didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah, exactly. You didn't, there's no meteorology. Nobody knows. Well, and, but see, they, they still were developing meteorology at that point and whatnot. But if you remember the Great Galveston hurricane, there was a whole like thing that like there was two hurricanes that came in like the 1880s and then 1890s that had destroyed a bunch of shit and like wiped entire towns off the map. 
And they were like, hey, we should probably do something about this. Could never happen it, here. Exactly. That's what Galveston was like, this is fine. And then so they took out all the dunes because they were using it to build things. And so all the dunes were gone. And then the hurricane just came in and wiped it all out. <laughs> Surprise. Whoops. You destroyed the entire city of Galveston. Um, so, uh, yeah, here they were like, they at least tried. And they were like, oh, yeah, we should probably do something about these storms. Ten years prior. And then they didn't do anything about the storm. <laughs> Didn't prepare at all. Uh, so now let's talk about the impact of the storm. So although the North Indian Ocean is uh, the least active of the subtropical um, cyclone basins, the coast of the Bay of Bengal is particularly vulnerable of the effects of tropical cyclones. The exact, the exact death toll will never be known, but it is estimated to be between 300,000 to 500,000 people in total. Death toll cannot be completely determined as there were hundreds of thousands of migrant workers in the area harvesting uh, farms, but mostly rice. Uh, so two surveys were conducted later and found the average death toll percentages in the areas that were most affected, or I'm sorry, the areas that were affected, was 16%. 16% of their populations died. That's fucking wild. Um, 15% of Houston died? <sighs> Millions. Yes, exactly. Well, that would we, we'd be almost up to a million. Exactly. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. We be that would be like six six hundred seven hundred thousand people in Houston. Yeah. Um. So the Bola cyclone was not the most powerful of these cyclones. However, the nineteen ninety one Bangladesh cyclone was significantly stronger when it made landfall in the same general area as a Category five equivalent cyclone with one hundred and sixty mile per hour sustained winds. The Bola cyclone is the deadliest tropical cyclone on record and also one of the most deadliest natural disasters in modern history. I think it's actually number four on the deadliest list of natural disasters. What's number one? Uh, a flood that I was talking about. Oh. It was a massive flood that killed like two million people in China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The top one and two are floods in China. One of them was from like the 1800s, and one of them was like super recent, or super recent. It was like 1940s or something like that. <laughs> super recent. Super recent within my lifetime. Years ago. <laughs> Definitely. Well, there was a couple of them that were like uh, earthquakes from like 800 AD or something like that, and I was like, I don't. We don't have enough information about this, so I'm not. Really there were talk literally a hundred people in 800 BC. No. <laughs> <laughs> Of 1.2 million. <laughs> One of them was an earthquake in Antioch um, that leveled the entire city and burned everything to the ground. So it like killed um, like 240,000 people. <laughs> oh, you said natural disasters. I was seeing, thinking hurricanes for... Oh, only hurricanes. Only oh, hurricanes. no. No, I'm talking about natural disasters. So it was the... Um, ooh. One of the... I think number 10 was surprisingly the... Um, tsunami and earthquake of 2004. Yeah. yeah Crazy. Like yeah. Don't like that. Don't like that. Everyone, um, anyone, is anyone up for moving to the Midwest? You just want to, that's where tornadoes are. Is anyone up for moving f to mountainous Colorado? Snowstorms. I will take those. <laughs> because you can ride those out. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can do the same with hurricanes. No. No. <laughs> Destroys everything. It just takes a lot. It takes less time. Because it just blows through and it's like. Yeah. Gone. All your shit's gone. Mm -hmm. Blizzard. It oh, just no. melts on top of you. The ceiling cr cat crashes through. Your 
covered in snow and then you freeze to death. No. No? Mm. We'll live in caves. Oh. You build igloos inside. (laughs) Ooh, look at how warm this ice is. Yes. (laughs) All I'm saying is everyone should move to Quebec. Uh, Just move out of any... There's no places that are unaffected by natural disasters. (laughs) Middle of Greenland. I don't think that's a wise choice, but okay. I'm going to get sheep. Mm -hmm. In Greenland. And milk them. In Greenland. Yes. How are your sheep going to survive? Heavy coats. (laughs) Where are they going to eat? Ice. (laughs) Only ice. (laughs) They're Uh on a fitness journey. (laughs) They are. We would build a super big igloo that gets really hot inside Uh and grass can grow. Uh Do you know that people die in igloos from uh, not having ventilation? I can imagine. I don't understand how people start a fire inside an igloo. In an igloo. Well, because what happens is it melts it, and then the ice, the water is so, or the air is so cold outside that it keeps freezing the water that keeps melting from the inside. So it actually makes the igloo stronger. I, I looked this up because I was really curious about it. And you, but you have to have a hole in the top of it, and you also have to have a hole in the bottom, like side, because if not, you'll die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yes. Do you have a hole to get the smoke out, and then a hole over here to the side to bring. Uh, fresh air in to fuel the fire. Yeah. I looked at all that. Oh my God. I was really curious. You are really doing the Lord's work. I know so much about igloos. (laughs) (laughs) If there's ever a double Jeopardy, Uh like two people on Jeopardy at one time, Uh you want to be my partner? We should go and see what happens because we do very terrible. (laughs) Uh, I'll take uh, gruesome murders for 5,000, Alex. (laughs) Uh, how many white claws are we allowed to have before we go on the show? I don't think they have a limit. <laughs> but we it? could ask. Hey, uh, I think Alex is dead. You can't say that. I know. Oh. <laughs> but I can never stop saying it. Yeah. Who the fuck am I going to say? They There's have to, no particular host They have to get a, another host that their name is Alex. That is Canadian mm-hmm. and smart and does not care about people's stories. Charismatic, uh, very kind. Not charismatic. Not- Oh. Not charismatic. No. Because the people will be like, he'll be like, I hear you have an interesting story about uh, uh, balls of yarn. And the person will be like, yeah, <laughs> when I was 12, I was really obsessed with balls of yarn. So uh, me and my family went to go see the largest ball of yarn in the world uh, in um, Minnesota, Kansas. And Minnesota, uh, Kansas. when I got there... Uh, it rained and the whole ball of yarn just disintegrated. And Alex is like, well, that sounds like a, a cat's worst nightmare. Moving Anyways, on. Anyways. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean... That is what I love. He it was charismatic. It doesn't mean that he didn't... Uh, he didn't give a shit not, about what those people said. Non-communicative, yeah. Did, no, no empathy, no nothing. He's just like, uh, all right. Anyways, moving the on. People, they'd be like, I, uh, re- I hear you really love operatic music. Yes, in the fourth grade, mm-hmm. I was in um, oh, an opera nice. <laughs> of uh, the Phantom of the Opera, and he's like, cool. Moving Anyways, on. so what? Uh, what? What answer you want to take from the board? Yeah. <laughs> that. That very that. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, we can all have well, we'll have plenty of random knowledge to go on this show together. Uh, we'll do very well. Um, would you like me to share some random knowledge with you? No, uh, oh, you're not done. Okay, <laughs> why did you let that go so long? We'll let, let what the tangent, uh, we're just used to that. No, 
Anyways, so the comparable number... I'm on a fitness journey. I don't have time for this now. <laughs> there was a comparable number of people that had died in the result of the 1976 uh, Tang San earthquake and the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake. But because of the uncertainty in the number of deaths in all three disasters, it may never be known which was the deadliest. Uh, so the meteor meteorological station in Chittagong, which is about 60 miles to the east of where the storm had made landfall, recorded winds of about 89 miles per hour before its uh, anometer blew off. So the thing that's Do you supposed... think it's higher or lower then? What? The wind speed. Well, this was 60 miles to the east of where the storm made landfall. Yeah, so do you think the wind speed is higher or lower than 60? It should be much higher than 80, 90, yeah. Oh. Because it, it got too powerful and it blew off. Well, yeah, but then you can't record it. So do you think it's higher oh or lower? Oh, my shut up. <laughs> so a ship anchored in the port at the same area. A shit anchored? Uh-huh. Recorded a peak gust of about 138 miles per hour about 45 minutes later. So it got stronger. <laughs> I feel like you're not on the same vibe as me right now. What do you mean? <laughs> because I'm trying to make these jokes happen and you're like, <laughs> A shit <Obviously>. anchored. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're still halfway through one white claw, what's, and I'm two white claws deep. What's your joke? Nothing. I've it's, been talking. The moment has passed. The moment has passed. Oh this is not the moment. This is not the moment. <laughs> I am the moment. Oh, are you? I'm the move. Oh, God. I'm on a fitness journey. I am, I am the move. <laughs> Listen, I moved. Uh, honey, this morning, I moved a lot, so <laughs> I'm the move, okay? <laughs> sure. Um, so as the storm made landfall, it caused a 33-foot-high storm surge at the Ganges Delta, which the that whole area is pretty much just at sea level. Yeah. So having a 33-foot storm surge, that goes in uh, pretty far. They have all those steps that lead down to the river. Probably goes all the way up to the steps. What's that? The steps that the people walk down to the Ganges. Like the entire Ganges, the sides of it, is mm-hmm. steps. Oh. And like, is that how they built their, their system? I think it's just because they pray to the river, so oh, they yeah. get in the river. Yeah. And, um... A lot of that. They bury the dead people in the river mm-hmm. and bathe in it and drink the water. There's a lot happening in that river. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in the port of Chittagong, the storm tide peaked at about 13 feet above the average sea level, which is about four feet, uh, where the storm surge was. Um, Chittagong, like I said, is about... 60 miles to the east so it was affected kind of but not really so pakistani radio reported that there were no survivors on the 13 islands near chittagong they were just like yeah never said wow yeah how did they figure that out i i don't know send a boat i guess they didn't get any responses over radio but like (laughs) i don't know doesn't mean everybody's dead yeah i don't know uh, so a flight over the area showed the devastation was complete throughout the southern half of the of Bola Island uh, and that the rice crops of Bola Island, uh, Hashia Island, and the nearby uh, mainland coast were completely destroyed. Several seagoing vessels in the ports of Chittagong and Mangla were reported damaged, and the airports of Chittagong and Cox Bazar were under almost four feet of water for several hours. Over 3.6 million people were directly affected by the cyclone, and the total damage from the storm was estimated at 86.4 million, which uh, was in 1970 U.S. dollars, which is about 500 million now. No, as of 2006. So I'm sure it's even more now. 
Um, the survivors claimed that approximately 85% of the homes in the area were destroyed or severely damaged, with the greatest destruction occurring along the coast. 90% of marine fishermen in the region suffered heavy losses, including the destru destruction of 9,000 offshore fishing boats. Of the 77,000 onshore fishermen, 46,000 of them were killed by the cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> so over half of the fishermen died and 40% of the 40% uh, of the survivors were affected severely. So in total, approximately 65% of the fishing capacity of the coastal region was destroyed by the storm uh, in a region where about 80% of the protein comes from fish. So everyone eats fish there and guess what? All of their fishermen are dead. So they they don't live. <laughs> so they don't have any food. Uh, agricultural damage was similarly severe with a loss of $63 million worth of crops and 280,000 cattle were dead. Um, 30, three months after the storm, 75% of the population was still receiving food from relief workers and over 150,000 relied upon aid for half of their food. The day after the storm struck the coast, three Pakistani gunboats and a hospital ship carrying medical personnel and supplies left Chittagong for the islands of Hatia, Sandwip, and Kutubdia. Kutu uh, Kutubdia. Um, teams of the Pakistani army reached many of the stricken areas in the two days following the landfall of the cyclone. Uh, the Pakistani president at the time returned from a state visit to China and overflew the disaster area on November 16th. The president ordered no effort to be spared to relieve the victims. Uh, he also ordered that all flags be sh uh, should be flown at half mass and announced a day of national mourning on November 21st, a week after the cyclone struck land. A week after the, uh, the cyclone's landfall, the president conceded that his government had made slips and mistakes in its handling on the relief efforts. He said there was a lack of understanding of the magnitude of the, of the disaster. Guess what? You could have listened to the person that you hired nine years prior, and maybe you would have had some more understanding about this massive storm coming in. Mm -hmm. um, so they held a general election. Uh, they had a general election slated for December 7th that would take place on time. He announced that uh, although eight or nine of the worst affected districts might experience de delays, denying rumors that the election would be postponed. Um, he ended up losing in a massive landslide loss because of the storm, basically. Um, in December, the, Red, uh, the League of Red Cross Societies drafted a plan for immediate use should a comparable event to the cyclone hit other disaster-prone countries. A Red Cross official stated some of the relief workers sent to East Pakistan were poorly trained, and the organization would compile a list of specialists. The UN General Assembly adopted a proposal to improve its ability to provide aid to disaster-stricken countries, and in 1966, the Red Crescent had begun to support the development of a cyclone warning system. Red Crescent. Mm-hmm. Communism? Uh, no, I think it's just another help organization. Help organization. Uh, okay. Yeah. The Islamic version of the Red Cross. I think so. Yeah. Uh, which developed into a uh, cyclone preparedness program in 1972. Today, run by the government of Bangladesh and the Bangladesh Red Crescent Society. The program's objectives are to raise public awareness of the risks of cyclones and to provide training to emergency personnel in the coastal regions of Bangladesh. In the 30 years after the 1970 cyclone, over 200 cyclone shelters were constructed in the coastal regions of Bangladesh. Then, when the next destructive hurricane approached the country in, uh, or I'm sorry, cyclone, uh, in 1991, volunteers of the Cyclone Preparedness Program warned people of the cyclone two or three days before it struck land. Over 350,000 people fled their homes in 1991 to these shelters and other brick structures where others sought high ground. 
while in 1991 cyclone uh, killed over 138 million, uh, 138,000 people, uh, this was significantly less than the 1970 storm, partly because of the warnings sent out to the cyclone preparedness program. However, the 1991 storm, it was noted, was significantly more destructive, causing $1.5 billion in damage, uh, which is adjusted to about $2 billion nowadays, uh, compared to the 1970 storm, which was the $8.64 million, which is about half a million uh, for inflation. So it caused a lot more damage in 1991, uh, and was stronger. So that's what they were like, Oh, well, there's still a lot of people died, but the program's doing something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but that's still 138,000 people that died, but whatever. Yeah. So hurricanes, cyclones in this area are, are uh, not great. No. End of story. <laughs> oh, now I'm done. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I didn't recognize that. I thought you'd been done a while ago. You thought I stopped after <laughs> two pages ago. After the second sentence, <laughs> I thought. Well, we went on so many tangents. The first <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Because I'm on a fitness journey. Oh yes, Anyways. of course. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so, are you going to tell it's me my what movie thing? It's I know. Mean, I'm asking. Um, I had two topics that I really wanted to talk about uh-huh. uh, that were very uh, focused here in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston. And I, I hate that. Why? Because I don't like people say Houston. What's the name? Or Houston. 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 Ew. You yeah, like Houston? Like my um, boss from uh, when I worked in retail at the in college. That's, she'd say Houston. I'm like, or yeah, anything that started with an H and a U was a U, like Houston. Houston. Yeah, because it's just like the softest Houston. 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 Yeah, you just don't have a, a hard H, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that. What don't other like word that. Is like that. Huge. Oh yeah, don't like that. Especially after Trump, I'm just like huge. huge. Gross. Bigly huge. Um, do you know anything about the name Rice? The university? <gasps> well, perhaps. Also, I love Rice. Money? What? Some people say that Rice is money. I don't know. I don't. That's a slang word for money. Rice. I don't. Bowls of Rice. I haven't heard that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yes. The university. Um, so the university is named after its um, philanthropic uh, benefactor mm-hmm. William Marsh Rice who Aww. lived in Houston for many years and accumulated a fortune of over seven million dollars um, when? in the 1800s oh so he was very wealthy he was big banking yeah um, his wife died in Waukesha, Wisconsin in nineteen or eighteen ninety six under mm-hmm. peculiar circumstances. Peculiar circumstances. Um, just previous to her death, she drew up a will disposing of two hundred or two point five million dollars worth of community property. Uh, a man named Holt was her executor, um, and Rice contested this. He married her because um, she had a lot of money. Oh, she had a lot of money. She had that money. She got money. Um, on so he wanted more money. He was like into the money. Mm-hmm. He liked money. Oh, so am I, bitch. Where are my sugar daddies at? Yeah, but you're like into people with a twenty dollar holding in Coca Cola. Yeah, investment. <laughs> hey, does anyone have uh, 
<laughs> What's not Robin Hood? What's what? the other one? Acorn? Uh, it, it, there's a lot of them. Exactly. I had Robin Hood brief. No, not Robin Hood. I had Stash. Oh, Stash. I used it to buy AMC for a little bit, and then I was like, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to stop. <laughs> you should have joined Reddit, because people are losing thousands of dollars. Be well, like, I invested everything I own in GameStop. Why did they do that? I invested $10, and I made $11. No, I made $1, so I... I Sold it. Well, see, they invest it to get the um, hedge fund people uh-huh. to be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. And they did that. And some people made a lot of money off of it. Some people did. But then if you don't, if you didn't sell it where you needed to sell it, then you may have lost a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> September 16th, 1896, after the death of his wife, Rice, Rice made a uh, will, leaving the bulk of his wealth to the, quote, William M. Rice Institute for the Advancement of Literature, Science, and Art, which he had founded in 1891. Uh, the will was drawn up by Captain James A. Baker, a prominent Texas attorney. Uh, about the same time of his wife's death, Rice accompanied his secretary, Charles T. Jones, um, they left Texas to take up residence in New York City, where he engaged in apart uh, he engaged apartments at the Berkshire Number no. Five Hundred Madison Avenue. Uh, Jones was twenty three years of age, and then Rice passed away um, at age eighty one, oh. and was extremely eccentric, gay, 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 gay. gay. Yes. Um, so his wife passed away, so then he and this uh, young person moved to New York together. A 23-year-old. Uh-huh. What, is, what business does an 81-year-old have doing with a 23-year-old person? Sugar daddies. Sugar daddies. Sugar daddies. I. They had those back in the 1800s now. Too. Hey. <laughs> good work, girl. Uh-huh. You did it. You, you bagged the mans. Thing. Yeah. Mm. So, Albert, uh, uh, attorney Albert T. Patrick of New York formerly resided in Houston, um, and he transacted some of the legal business in relation to Mrs. Rice for um, the attorney, uh, who was an executor. Uh, at the time, neither Rice nor Jones had met Patrick, but the former despised them because he had been informed that Patrick had done some dirty work in regard to the will for Holt. Oh. So... The old gay and the young gay were like, this lawyer's shady because we don't like him. We don't like him because he's doing things to protect his client. Because he's not doing things that... Because he's not buying furs, mm-hmm. mama. Um, you see this? Touch the skin, darling. Honey, this is not leather. <laughs> this is moisturized, mama. <laughs> uh, this is leather. <laughs> yeah. My face. Yes. Uh, Yikes. Uh, on one evening in November of nineteen or eighteen ninety nine, uh, shit, those eighteen hundreds, eighteen ninety nine. Can't Patrick, get anything right. Patrick called Rice's apartments in New York and was met at the door by Jones. Patrick gave an assumed name and stated that he had desired to see Mister Rice regarding a deal in cotton. Jones stated that Rice had retired for the night, and that Patrick agreed to return for a few evenings later. He did so, and Rice again was in bed. After some hesitancy, Patrick disclosed his identity to Jones and stated that he was with the New York representative of Holt, the executor of the will of Mrs. Rice, and that he was authorized to to effect a compromise, which he felt confidently would be entirely satisfactory to all of the people in concern. 
Um, Jones informed Patrick of Rice's prejudice against him. He said, um, he didn't like he you. He hates you. Yeah. Actually. So, so he's probably not going to want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and expressed the opinion that Rice wouldn't, would not meet him. Uh, Patrick then requested that Jones don't, don't tell your sugar daddy about me coming. Okay. So he didn't. Um, after that, Patrick called frequently on Rice and re- after Rice was gone, and he and Jones became quite confidential. Oh, so then they got together. <laughs> yeah. Gay people be fucking. Yeah. Gay people be fucking. Um, and Who isn't gay? <laughs> I would like to know one person that's not gay because I don't believe I need they to exist. know. Mm-hmm. And if they do, I don't need to know them. Mm-mm. I need to know, but I don't need to know them. I want to know, but I don't want to associate. I want to know about them just to know they exist because I am very curious about it. And like, then I'll say, ew, ew, gross, stop. Look at those stragets out there. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with life? What, why are you like this? I hate you. Look at your life. Look at your lifestyle choices. Just be gay. Just be gay. Just be gay. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the course of conversation, Rice's last will was discussed, and Patrick slyly remarked that it would be unfortunate for Jones if the bulk of the vast property would be go would go back to the Rice Institute, and that Jones would receive nothing. Patrick then intimidated, uh, int- intimated that a will could be drawn up in where Jones would receive most of the compensation. Even instead- though Rice had already passed away. He's not dead yet. Oh, no. not, not It's yet. while he's asleep. Oh, okay. So... <clears throat> Two twinks, sugar daddy, uh-huh. being like, hey, he's going to die soon. Don't you want to make sure that you have something for yourself? You're going to get some money from him? So that you can buy poppers and thongs. Oh, yes. That's exactly what they were buying in the 1890s. Uh, okay. Let me rephrase that. Uh, what did twinks buy in the 1800s? I don't know. Uh, wooden dildos? Yeah, they used those. Did they? Yeah. You never looked at like history of sex stuff? Did they lacquer them? Uh, I don't know. That's I didn't I've painful. never used a wooden dildo, I don't know. Well, I'm asking you. Uh-huh. So I I didn't look I would too like hard you into to it. You have the answer. Anyways. He's laughing. It's a ghost. That's, not a, that's not a sneeze. It's a laugh. <laughs> laughing because the joke was so good. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Jones was apparently impressed with the suggestion, and um, then Patrick became more bold and stated that he would, he, uh, hey, if you want me to, I could make up the will. I'll do it for you. <laughs> um, but peculi- peculiarities such as the typewriting machines frequently make, it is impossible to propo- prove whether or not the work was done on any certain machine, and it can't be told whether or not Patrick was the one who wrote up the 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 new will. Um, so he he told Jones he was like, "Why don't you write it? You're close to him. He'll know your handwriting. People will understand that you wrote this because mm. he dictated to dictated it to you." Yeah. And so um, Jones started to write it up. Uh, he. He didn't like the first couple things that Patrick was telling him, but eventually the document was prepared, um, and it was dated June 30th, 1990, which is... 1890? No, or 1900, sorry. Oh. Um, and it was uh, acceptable for the lawyer and the sugar baby. 
Patrick sub- substituted himself for Wait, the- who who ended up writing it? Jones. The sugar baby. Okay, and Rice accepted it? No, Patrick, the the lawyer. Lawyer. Said free and clear. Okay. Cool. It's a legal will. Um Jones expressed dissatisfaction with the provisions of the first will drawn up by Patrick, but eventually the document blah, 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 blah. Uh, in in the will Patrick substituted himself for the Rice Institute. So he took the will and he was like, every time that the that um uh shit. Uh, that William Marsh Rice said, this money is for the Rice Institute, uh-huh. he put his own name. Patrick did. Yes, the lawyer. Uh-huh. Said, oh, yep, it's for me. Um, so, to prevent Rice's relatives from contesting the forged documents, he ingeniously provided them with a greater portion of the estate than was bequeathed to them in the will of 19, or 1896. So he was like, listen, relatives... You're getting more than you were going to get before. Uh-huh. So why would you be mad? Yeah. Um, Patrick convinced Jones that it might be, it might arouse suspicion if um, Jones did not receive a large part of the state. But if no provision was made for him, he could have no apparent motive for being a party to the fraud. And it would be taken for granted that the document was genuine. Genuine. So with the underlying understanding that Patrick would pay him $10,000 per year, Jones typewrote the will, which covered four pages. At the bottom of each page, Rice's signature was traced, evidently from the same model, as each were exactly the same size and shape. So he was like, people will get it. People will understand that it's, this is a fraud if the money goes right to me. Mm-hmm. So we'll put it to you, the executor of the will, mm-hmm. and then you'll pay me every year. $10,000 a year. Interesting. Um, at this stage of the proceedings, the, the thought occurred to Patrick that it might seem singular that Rice should leave him a stranger of bulk of his property, so he persuaded Jones to typewrite and send several letters to him, which would furnish evidence that Rice was Patrick's warm personal friend in whom he reposed the greatest confidence. These letters to which Patrick forged Rice's name were sent through the mail, and at Patrick's suggestion, Jones placed a copy of of each in Rice's letter file. Patrick. So basically he had Jones write letters from Rice to Patrick to make them seem like friends so it didn't look weird that he left him a bulk of his estate. Yes. And then he took those letters that he forged, made a copy, and put them in William Marsh's Rice's personal letter fold. Mm. So there were two copies of each. Yeah. Um, Patrick also forged Rice's name to numerous checks, which Jones sent out uh, in his capacity as a private secretary, the object being to gather these checks afterwards as, if necessary, to show them being like, hey, look, they have the same signatures, the handwriting is the same, Mm -hmm. he's giving all this money to him, like, obviously, it's normal. Yeah. Um, Jones also gave Patrick a typewritten order of securities and cash in different safe deposit vaults in which he forged uh in which patrick forged rice's name so they got all this shit and be like he knew that you knew that was there yeah shit what i pressed down and it didn't work Mm, there we are i was worried that you did something with 
like something wasn't plugged in or something like that. And I was like, like oh, deleted no. the whole thing <laughs> again. Know. Let's start again. Going, going again. Yeah. So, um, observing that Jones was like totally was like, wow, you are doing the thing. You're doing it. So Patrick became more bold and and he said, uh, oh shit. Again. Um, so in early of August 1990, Jones informed Patrick that Rice seemed to be improving in health, and Patrick gave Jones a very specific glance and then asked, quote, Do you think he is living too long for our interests? So they're in cahoots. Cahoots, honey. Um, after some hesitation, he remarked that Jones, that if Jones would let him in some night, he would put Rice out of the way. Me kill him. Mm-hmm. Dr. Curry, a friend of Jones, but who had no connection with the conspiracy, prescribed mercury for Jones, and Patrick suggested that Rice be given a dose of it at frequent intervals to weaken his system in preparatory for administering of chloroform. Oh, boy. Patrick stated the physician's prescription was necessary to procure chloroform in New York, so Jones communicated with his brother in Texas, who innocently forwarded the amount requested, because apparently you didn't need... A prescription to buy drugs in Texas. What? (laughs) Yes. Uh, The mercurial pills pills caused severe diarrhea, and Dr. Curry was called and prescribed medicine for rice, but in ignorance of the fact of what caused him to have diarrhea. Mm -hmm. The um, same doctor that prescribed mercury was also the... To his houseboy. Yeah. Yeah. It was intended to continue administering mercury to Rice for some days before the chloroform, before chloroforming him, but Rice, for some reason unknown to Jones, sent a telegram to Captain Baker, his attorney in Texas, requesting him to come to New York at once. Rice also informed Jones that he intended to expend the two point five million dollars in reconstructing a mill in Texas. Jones communicated all this to Patrick, and it was decided that they needed to act at once. He was like, "You're about to give away all of our fortune, mm-hmm. so don't do that. We need to we need to kill him now. I mean, he needs to die." Um, on eight p.m. Uh, at eight p.m. on Saturday, September twenty second, while Rice was sleeping soundly, Jones saturated a small sponge with chloroform and put it on a towel shaped to a cone and placed it over Rice's face. At the expiration of thirty minutes, Rice appeared lifeless. Jones then removed the cone and. After burning it in a stove, he opened the windows and notified Patrick and Dr. Curry that Rice was very low. The doctor and lawyer arrived together, and after a brief examination, it was found that Rice was dead and that the doctor signed his death certificate assigning old age, a weak heart, and colocratal diarrhea as... (laughs) Sorry. Somebody died, okay? (laughs) He pooped a lot. (laughs) As the cause of Rice's demise. (laughs) Uh, in the early part of September, Jones, acting under Patrick's instructions, typewrote a letter purporting from Rice to Patrick, in which Rice instructed Patrick to have his body cremated. 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 Yeah, just the way you said it. Shut up. Cremated. People talk like that. People, People talk. do. They, it's like you saying decayed. Cremated. <laughs> they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in according with these instructions, Patrick took charge of the body and ordered an undertaker to have it cremated immediately. Cremated. Cremated. 
but when informed that the cremation would only take place the next day, he requested that the remains be embalmed at once. Immediately after the untaker left, Patrick searched Rice's room and took $450 in bills and valuable jewelry and securities. Jewelry. Jewelry. On the To be cremated. Yes. I'm speaking English that people understand. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody talks like this. It's Canadian English. Uh, On the following day, Monday, Patrick instructed Jones to fill out the checks from Rice's checks from Rice's checkbook, aggregating in $250,000 on the Fifth Avenue Trust Company and Swenson and Sons Bank and made payable to Albert Patrick, to which the latter forged Rice's Rice's signature. Um, Yeah, so Jones is dumb as fuck because he misspelled Patrick's name and wrote A-B-E-R-T instead of A-L-B-E-R-T. So people were like, huh. Something's wrong. That doesn't look right. Uh, So then they refused to give the money and then they tried to contact Rice. The clerk telephoned Rice Apartments and Jones assured them. He was like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, this is fine. He's still asleep, but yes, that's the right name. We're going to pay that. Um, The the clerk expressed a desire to speak to Rice, but um, Jones was like, "No, no, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Just no, write no. the, just, just do no. it." No, he's dead. He's dead. He's, I'm sorry. They told him he's dead. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> the entire transaction aroused the suspicion of the bankers, and Max Gumpel, a San Francisco handwriting expert who was then in New York, was consulted, and he immediately pronounced that the signatures were forgery. Oh boy. Um, in the meantime, Patrick made arrangements for Rice's body to be cremated on Tuesday, and then he telegraphed Holt, the executor of Mrs. Rice's will, that he had an agreement signed by Rice which would end the litigation. The authorities described the uh, decided that the plot for to perform an autopsy on Rice's body at the inquest of the physicians testified all the organ organs were normal except the lungs which were congested. Mm-hmm. Um, they also testified that nothing could have caused the congestion but the inhalation of some gaseous irritant. Uh, a chemist verified that it was not mercury. Uh, there were there was mercury, but not enough to cause death. Um, so on October fourth, Patrick and Jones were arrested on the charge of forgery. In some manner, Patrick, who feared Jones would testify against him, passed a knife into a cell to suggest that they jointly commit suicide. Jones made the attempt by cutting his throat, but he would not uh, kill himself. Mm -hmm. In January of 1901, Jones made a complete confession to the facts related above, and Patrick was then charged with murder. So, they must have been fucking too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then he was like, kill yourself, so we both don't get in trouble. And Jones was like, ah... No. That's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Not this, sis. <laughs> not, not me. Not brah. me. <laughs> Brah. Um, so, yeah. Gays in the 1800s. Wild. <laughs> doing it. Um, so. Hey, when... let me kill my sugar daddy Rufus. Actually, that doesn't sound too off of nowadays. He's got a lot of money, um, but I don't want to get caught. And I'm just like so dumb that I can't figure out how to spell things. <laughs> Literally. Uh, when Jones became a witness for the state, he was removed from the prison, furnished with a comfortable quarters in an apartment house, and permitted to go to places of amusement. Oh, boy. Um, after the trials, numerous experts were produced 
who testified that the will and checks were forgeries and that uh, Jones's brother from Texas and express agents testified regarding the sending of chloroform with which Rice was murdered. Patrick was found guilty and sequen- er, sentenced to be electrocuted, but the governor commuted to the sentence to life imprisonment. The case and was he's a- still alive today. No. Oh. Uh, no. No. Damn. Um, the case was appealed to the Court of Appeals, but new trials was denied, and Je- Judge Dennis O'Brien rendered a dissenting opinion in which he severely criticized the authorities who granted Jones immunity and permitted him to live in luxury during the trial. On March 5, 1909, Patrick applied to the appellate court for his freedom on a writ of habeas corpus. He acted as his own attorney and stated that he had never asked to have his penalty community to, commuted to life imprisonment. After again protesting his innocence, he cried, Give, her, give me liberty or give me death. And the writ was denied. Okay. And that's the end. <laughs> that's the end. So they, they killed uh, Rice. Yes. The person who Rice University is named after. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Try to cover it up uh-huh. with some dust. And did a really bad job at it. They did a horrible job at it. Yeah. And the gays were there. All the gays were there. There was a lot of gays. We're there. That's our... That, that is our part of history. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Honestly. Yeah. Literally all the time. You always sound like always gay. The Sounds gayest like... gay, 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 gay. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're back. No. Are you lying? Yes. I got my head. <laughs> yes, I'm lying. <laughs> yes. Ooh. This chair. <laughs> what if it just collapses while I'm podcasting? <laughs> I've been slowly loosening the screws every time, so that happens. Uh huh. And I have to retighten them sometimes because. Other people you know, sit in them. comes. Yeah. I have to make sure that it doesn't fall for everyone. But then you get back and you're like, curse is coming. So it's just like Russian roulette <laughs> to figure out what it's going to do. Who, what's going to happen? Just go around the table. Who's going to fall? And um, we're all rooting for you. We were all rooting. We, we were, were rooting. all rooting for you. We were rooting for us. Yeah. I was rooting for us. Is rooting for you. I was rooting, was rooting for, you. for us. I was rooting for us. She doesn't know. She, she does doesn't not. know it. She does not know gay stuff. Um, and you know who does know gay stuff? <gasps> the Let's Talk, talk about, about Gay, gay Stuff, stuff podcast. podcast. Let's Talk About okay. Gay Stuff. He's wearing our Spoopy Podcast shirt. Anyways, we're talking about He also stuff. did the hand. The oh. gay hand. Is he, you know? You know. You know. Oh, Boopy, are you, you know? Gay. No, apparently not. Oh, he said no. Well, he's, he's not interested in... in uh, Con- conversing with our podcast. Oh. Why? Do you not like us? He's not invited, he said. Oh. And he says he's upset that he's never been invited. Well, we could have a collab. You want to come down here and say hi? Hi? No. No. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. Um, let's, let's talk about gay stuff at <laughs> let's talk about gay stuff.com. Let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram and talk gay stuff on Twitter. You want to send them an email? That's let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. And guess what? They talk about gay stuff. They talk about gay history, honey. History. History. Uh, modern events. Uh-huh. Slanguage. Slang bang. Um, 
you're on there doing some stupid shit. I am there, and I talk about youth culture. You're a liaison. A liaison for Gen Z and millennials. I have no idea about a lot of things. But I'm there, and I do it, you know? Doing the thing. Just doing the thing. You know who else is doing the thing? Our Ruby Ruby podcast. podcast. Our (laughs) Ruby podcast is the moment. It is the moment. Oh, God. It is... The ooh-ah sensation. Um, they are telling you, mama, mama, about the latest and greatest in televised drag competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little behind, but yes, we're okay. The, the girls are behind, but the girls are going to get back in for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. Uh-huh. And um, they have a lot to say about Jan. So uh, we'll a get lot. to it, and you should take a listen. Because it's going to start soon. Right after these messages. <laughs> That's our Rupee Podcast at OurRupeePodcast.com. Our Rupee Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you could also send us an email at OurRupeePodcast at gmail.com. I love whenever you're just like, and that's it. And love and kisses. (laughs) Goodbye. Kisses. Um, Well, we'd also like to thank our OG sponsor, Economy Works. Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, and managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy works! Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Economy Works. Let me go high. I'm going to go high. Ah. And scene. And scene. The notes were so high. I need to catch my breath. Catch my breath. No, no, not that one. No, 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 no. Uh, Well, we did it. We're back after eight days, nine days of being gone. Listen, and my fitness journey in the time has been amazing. Uh huh. And you died in Cabo. I kind of a little bit. I got sucked up at the ocean. Cool, love it. Should we tell them to get, get spooky with it?